we'll do it while we're we're on the air and uh instead of explaining the whole thing now so yep we are live at i tried at least making it live at 9 55 but that didn't happen so we are live at 9 57 p.m on a monday night it is january 9th of the new year i am mike and joined with me as always in the cube nerds podcast if i'm here then he's here is scott r mckinley happy new year scott happy new year to you mike thank you how was how was your new year's did you do anything fun no, I didn't do that much. We we actually um, dog sat for a day, and um, so we were sort of uh, um, uh, we we didn't travel with the dog, but we had some nice time with uh, my oh, sister in law and her family. Who was that your dog son's dog or whose whose dog was it? My sister in law and her family. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Yep, and they came back on uh, New Year's Day to pick her up, and uh, we had a nice lunch and some good time. That's good. Pretty sure my my family was all asleep by seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we didn't stay up that uh, late on New Year's Eve. I'm not much of a party kind of person. For me, it's movies. You see, New Year's Eve is all about and... movies and staying up to midnight. And uh, yeah, that has ever since I was a kid. That hasn't happened in years, dude. Pretty sure I had to watch the ball drop a couple of days later on Hulu. Well, that's no. I did. I did watch watch the the ball drop with Ryan Seacrest. Well, you know what? That's that's the only good one. Because I (laughs) because I don't have cable anymore, so I I had to watch it on Sling. The only one that was available on Sling because because Ryan Seacrest is on Hulu is on ABC. Right. Disney did not renew their contract with Hulu or not with Hulu with uh, Sling. So therefore, you couldn't watch ABC on Sling anymore. ABC ah. was Ryan Seacrest's deal. MTV okay. does not do anything anymore because MTV is garbage. And the only one where you could really watch the ball drop was CNN, which was Anderson Cooper and I forget his name. He hosts all the Bravo shows. I want to say remember. Andy something. Andy Cohen? Is that his name? Maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and it was boring. They just like had no, they, they were just not, it, it just did not seem like a party in the slightest. It was, oh God, it was crap. I, 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 oh God, it was, it was, it was, it sucked to watch it. It made New Year's Eve seem so boring and flat. Well, is, isn't that the purpose then of watching a movie instead of watching somebody drop a ball over? Um... Well, no, because the part of New Year's is you got to watch, you got to watch the party. <laughs> Uh, watch other people party. I don't think so. Well, I mean, or you could be partying yourself, but that's not you're not even going to ask what movie I watched. I'll get around to it, but okay. What movie? Did you watch? <laughs> I watched uh, the old film glory with uh, Matthew Broderick and um, the revolutionary <laughs> war movie. Civil war. Civil war. Yes. Yeah, uh, Morgan war. Freeman. And, um, um, oh, geez. I'm trying to remember blanking on a couple of names like uh, Carrie yeah i know matthew uh, broderick and yeah i forget what a very random movie to watch well um i was in the mood to watch a history movie and um it was leaving hbo max for the month and oh. so i thought i'd catch it on the last night before it left okay. and so i was multitasking at the time you know i was working on editing audio for the audiobook i'm working on oh, okay. and i was at a, a particular thing where i didn't actually have to listen to it so, that's how it um, goes yeah, that's yeah. how that's how everything is. Hey, happy New Year, Pat. Working on notes. Hey, thanks for, che- thanks for checking in. 
that's very kind of Mr. Pat. Yeah, Pat Pat has been a huge supporter of all of our stuff. Thank you very much, Pat. Yeah, from the very beginning. Yep, I'm pretty sure he even watched or he checked in on my game stream that I did um, on New Year's Eve. Right, did I was really? testing out my my new podcast equipment, and yeah, I streamed um, playing this. Uh, you on uh, Twitch or something? No, I, I do have a Twitch, and I could stream on Twitch, but I just I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't get. How to really make yeah, it prescription medications there for that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem with this Twitch. No, so I just uh, streamed it live on YouTube. I don't think okay. anybody watched on YouTube. So everybody watched. Somebody watched after the fact. There was one person watching at the end, which may have been Pat. Um, but yeah, I was playing this mod to this Nintendo 64 wrestling game that I love, and it was a lot of fun. It was just a cool way to kill some time. I killed about you know I think the video is like 37 minutes long, so I killed a little bit. Um, just playing, and then went back upstairs to watch the ball drop, put my kids to bed. Okay. Yeah, so that was fun. And yeah, like I said, I got this new soundboard here. <laughs> That's very quick. There's a whole bunch of little gimmicks and sound effects here. Let's see. What? Oh. What? Okay. See, what I can't stand, though, is with these, some of, some of them, like, the button there is great, but it says... What? So that's not good. How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> See, that was ouch. And sometimes you can't stop them in the middle of there. So if you hit the wrong button, it's going to go until that little clip ends. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? I don't, wait, is there a... Hold on, wait. Wait one sec. Let's see. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wait, wait hold if on. You're wait. Do, if you're playing something else, I don't hear it. Can you hear me talking? Yes. Damn it. Okay, then I don't know what the hell this pause button is. <laughs> Maybe that's something else. There's so many buttons here. Like, let's say, wait. How about now? How about now? Can you hear me now? I have a monster voice, but I don't know if you can hear it too well. <laughs> <laughs> then, there, that's back to normal. Okay. And then there's... So that, that's going to come in handy the next time you, you're interviewing somebody who's hiding from the mob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I want to just have fun or... Do, do my own little audio play with different characters. Ah, like the, the, the guy with the YouTube channel who um, uh, hacks hackers or the, the people who try to scam senior citizens out of money. Yes. He pretends maybe. to be a senior citizen using one of those. Okay. And he just strings them along for as long as he can. Don't know. Well, keep trying to get him to give them uh... Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I have to. I have to put that one down. It's gonna have to come in handy. That one. When, when it, if a story's running too long, we're just gonna. True. I, I have had. I was just testing it. The button cut says down on the amount of time that we take sometimes. That's all right. But the just, button just says that. brother, so I didn't know what the what to expect. So that okay. was an unintentional snore. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> See, there's no pause button to mute it, so I don't have to hack into this microphone. Well, uh, there is, there is a mute button down below in the main. Yeah, uh, no, that's what I'm gonna have to use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was the uh, weekend. Yeah, that's what it's for. I'm I'm I've uh, had a cold for um, half a week, so um, I, it's actually I'm over it now. That's why so, I'm three weeks behind on doing a show, whether it be a Cube Nerds episode or a Mind Your Business episode. I was sick. I was sick just a week before christmas on monday night and then starting probably christmas afternoon 
the next couple of days. I had a stomach bug. So the week between Christmas and New Year's, probably half of that week, I was sick. Oh, that works better. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yep. All right. Yeah. So that didn't help any. So that sucked. Yeah. And then, I mean, my kids were sick before that. My wife caught what I had. My mother had the flu the week after that. People sick all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah, ridiculous. And, and it's a variety of different things, too. I didn't have COVID this time around. Yeah. It was just oh, I had a stomach cold. bug. My mother had Ooh. the flu. Jeez. Yeah, my daughter, I, my, I don't know if my daughter had a little bit of a fever. We kept it under control, but she felt like crap, and she was throwing up a little bit. Pretty sure the only, the only one that avoided it all was my son. Oh, dear. Well, anyway. Let's... We've made it through, and now we're back again. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, yep. uh, I. I made it through the um, audio drama that I'm on. Uh, we recorded it yesterday. Oh, yeah. And so I managed not to cough my way through that. Oh, well, that's good. Yes, considering yeah. it was with a full cast of people and uh, sound effects and everything, and they weren't going to stop for one person coughing. Now, tell me that. So now what if what if it does? What if, I mean, you just ruined well, the audio for else? It wasn't live streaming. It wasn't live streaming so that... Um, it could have had a retake if it had to. But for all other intents and purposes, it was as live as it could be. The reason for that was because even in this age, um, if you want to do a live stream reliably, um, you don't always have a case where uh, you know, half the people in the in the audio drama were from the West Coast. And then there were uh, was it two people from Texas or one. And two of us from New Jersey, so that um, at any one point, somebody could have a dropout of the Internet, for instance, which That's is true. what happened to one of our uh, people on the West Coast who wasn't able to make the final broadcast, just the rehearsal session. at the beginning. See, that's a shame, too. Yeah, very much. Something happens like that. I mean, it's good that then now everybody can be a part of the show. But, yeah, you have little hiccups like that. Like, I'm pretty sure a couple of weeks ago, my Internet went out in the middle of me doing a Mind Your and Business episode. Ooh, and I was like, true. yeah, because I have these random things that happen to my internet where it just goes out for five minutes and then randomly comes back on. I have that myself, although it doesn't happen as frequently as it did. But um, at like two in the morning, it would suddenly cut out for a half an hour for like three days in a row. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I record audiobooks, And um, so some of the time I do record in the middle of the night because the house is quiet. And I don't want to tell everybody else living in the house to like, oh, by the way, you can't make any noise for the next couple of hours. Yeah, don't bother no. to use the bathroom. Don't, don't bother to walk. Don't, you know, open the refrigerator doors. You know, that's not very nice. So in the middle of the night, I get up, turn off the furnace and uh, record. So I'm I'm up at weird times. So for the Internet to drop out, that's not so bad because I'm not broadcasting while recording. But yeah, if the power turn the goes furnace. out, eh, turn I'm, a, I'm a little more stunk. You have to turn the furnace off so everyone, at least everyone's sleeping and cuddled in their beds and not freezing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And the furnace, you can definitely hear when it kicks on. <laughs> Microphone. I know. We've talked about that. Why you have to yeah. adjust that to your audio recordings. Um, Pat wants to know if you cut your hair or if you just have it tied back. I'm going to say it, you have it tied back. It is tied back. Although it you noticed that I did cut the uh, sideburns. Oh, you did. They're you normal should. length now. Because oh, um, Wolverine chops going on. Uh, yeah, no, I, I cut them back from there. I had the Star Trek burns going the last time. 
Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, and they were coming along pretty good, but um, since um, the the I might as well mention it. I'm uh, you know playing Jack Benny in the uh, audio play that I did, um, and he didn't have uh, Star Trek burns. So, so and so in the don't audio, remember play? who Jack Benny is, do you? I know his name. I'm trying to remember who he is. If Despite the fact phone. that I had a postcard with his picture on it at my desk for almost 19 years at the same place where you worked. That's the one that with you the don't remember who it was. was. That's the one with the cigarette taped to his mouth. No, no, that was uh, Bert's picture, um, okay. and that that went around the floor for a while. I don't remember who that was. So the, you changed your Marvel physical man. appearance. What it was also on uh, YouTube to get into character. It's not an for... audio broadcast uh, only. Oh, okay. So they do see you. Yes. Okay. So every, everybody got dressed up nice and everything. So just like you would for a real uh, broadcast. You know, oh, okay. they did radio broadcasts live in front of a studio audience for 23 years on the Jack Benny program. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I know Jack Benny. I've heard of Jack Benny. I can't remember Jack Benny off the top of my head. You, you're, you're too young to have seen him rebroadcast or any of the specials. So I'm well, maybe. not surprised. That's not true. I used to watch a lot of Nick at Night, man. I know all about Get Smart and I've seen Laughing and. Well, I don't of, think they ever the broadcast Car- Benny on that. A little bit of the Carol channel. Burnett show. Yeah, might have been on TV Land though. What's anyway, Rochester? Yeah, yes. Oh, Rochester. Uh, yeah. That's one of the characters on there, played ah. by uh, um, Eddie Anderson. Okay, an African American actor, one of the most prominent ones, actually, back in the nineteen forties and fifties. Pat, very familiar with the Jack Benny show. Probably Pat's. Um, uh, you mentioned Rochester about the same age as me. Is. Yeah. Oh, you recognize his voice, which is why he was hired in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that your uh, whip of uh, getting to the the point of our? Uh, that would be the face. Um, that would be the face slap button. Let's see what six 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 is. The fuck was that? Six. I'm gonna have to. I have to relabel all these buttons. Six six six. What the hell was that? Let's see. Panic chipmunk of some kind? That would be coming handy. I don't know what Dodge is. It's a drum selection. I'm going to do this. I'm going to fuck up the audio for the whole deal. Maybe yeah, that's it. You're like a second of whatever. All right. All right. Um, Let's see. Yeah, How do I start sound? paying copyrights now. if you do more than just a, a really short clip like that? I guess. All right. Well, anyway, so let's uh, let's get to the topic at hand here today, because, yeah, because I was definitely feeling it today. I worked my late shift today. By the time yeah. I got home about 20 after nine, my daughter was already sleeping. Nine o'clock your time. Home. So the sun's been down for four hours by the time you get home. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I have a window seat at the office, too, and I just see it get darker and darker and darker as the days go on. And then you realize you're only halfway home. Yeah. Oh, no. By the time it gets dark. Well, no, no, no. Today I work late. Goes. Yeah. Well, I meant halfway through the day. Yeah. Uh, halfway. Uh, home being the end of the workday. Yeah. I take my lunch break at the end of the workday and ran to Costco on my lunch break and then drove home. Yes. Yeah, so it, uh, so yeah, so there's just the part of the day 
and the, the office is empty. You know, nobody's working the late shift, uh, you know, in the office. So how, how does that too. work for you? Does that make it harder because you don't have anybody there to help you just in case you need assistance on a call? It's it's it helps a little bit. So the purpose of going into the office is so you can have that collaborative experience with folks. Um, but you yeah. do have to be in the office twice a week. For me, I go to the office Monday. My wife goes to the office and the doctor on Tuesday. I go to the office on Wednesday. She goes to the office and the doctor on Thursday. Friday, we both work from home. So rather than having to work from the office on Friday, I choose to work in the office on Monday. So it's my late day. So that's, but that's a day because I got to fill my two day obligation. Gotcha. So, yeah. So it's, yeah, it sucks because <laughs> nobody's there after the fact. Um, but I mean, again, now we so don't get times, the rush hour traffic. Oh, yeah. There's no traffic, which is great. That's definitely, uh, that's definitely helpful. Um, but one thing that's good. Well, I mean, again, we're, I'm so used to working from home. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if I do need help, I can just pop somebody up or it's collaborative. Um, right. And uh, yes, Pat, there is still an office in Lowell. Um, oh, Massachusetts. Yes. Um, since we're talking about work, I'm going to avoid the company that I work for to completely obliterate any, uh, you know, potential. Specifics. Yeah. Right. Um, we, and we don't really need that. I mean, what we're yeah. going to be talking about is cube nerds. Exactly. All you need it's to know is that I have an idea of uh, what it's job. like to be burned out. Yeah. Or to feel like you're burning out. And that was a comment that we had on one of our last um, broadcasts together where yeah. somebody had said, like, can you do something on burnout? And I looked it up uh, before coming on tonight um, to see that, yeah, um, people were reporting burnout um, of something like five thousand percent higher on average than they were before the pandemic started so life um, got pretty stressful even though everybody's seemingly back to work and uh, some of the things that happened really burned a lot of people out yeah i mean um, I, I think so a huge a huge issue that came up with working from home so much is that you just you just get lazy you turn into a bump working from home, you know, like I know that happened to me. So you get burnt out because you're just getting lazy. Well, there was that. I mean, I, I had the opportunity to work from home at least on Fridays for a good long period before I got laid off at um, the last job. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I didn't like it very much if only because it just, um, you're right. It, it it sort of made you lazy. I would basically sit in my easy chair um, and um, just sort of uh, with some reference materials to read until the phone rang. And then when the phone rang, I would get up, go over to the computer, which was, you know, like four feet away, but in the hard chair mm -hmm. and um, get on the phone call. And then if I was, you know, lucky, I got to drift back over to the easy chair to sit down and relax while I was on the phone until I had to go back and look something up. Not a very good way to do business, not yeah. a very good way to feel productive. So working from home sort of required that I have better equipment at home to work with, you know, like getting a better chair to work out of. Yeah. You know, so, so, yeah. See, something that came up with us, so like Pat even just mentioned it right now. So I find myself working more from home. And yeah. I think 
I, I that used to be the case, but I think the more I work from home, the more comfortable I got being at home, and the more the office environment drives you to work. Um, because like if I'm if I'm just sitting down, um, like see, I'm and I get see if I sat down at my desk and mm-hmm. just focused and blocked out the world, then yeah, sure I could I could probably focus a lot more and, and work, and I'm definitely working later. Like there's some times where I could probably work right through my lunch because I'm already home and work and stuff like that. And I can easily, you know, run to the kitchen for a snack rather than having to go out for lunch or something like that. So the possibility is definitely there to work more when you're working from home. But again, I think the more you do it, the more comfortable and the more lazy you get. And then so that motivation of getting up and getting out of the house and going to the office, I think that helps with the the motivational drive of working too. Um, Okay. But again, but I definitely could see it both ways because I've been there both ways. It's, well, it's, so here's my question for you in particular. Does um, going to the office lead to burnout? No, I don't think so at all, especially not now in this. I, I, I think all of it is a mindset. If I'm working from home, it, it doesn't matter if I'm at home or at the office. If I want to work, I'm going to work. Because there's there's just as many there can be just as many distractions at the office as there is working from home. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not talking to people at the office, but there's so many other, or I'm not talking to people at home, but there's so many other things around the house. I could quickly be doing, or I'm in the office and I'm talking to someone or I'm looking up something else. And the same thing, if you want to work, you're going to work no matter where you're home or if you're in the office, it's all about that mindset of, do I feel like working? And that's the hardest thing. Um, and I remember telling people like, cause I had just my laptop and people were like, Oh my God, are you going nuts without two screens? And it's like, I did yeah. it first when I was working with two screens every day. And then working with a laptop was just a pain. But then I got yeah. so used to working with the laptop. I just worked how I did with the laptop. You know I mean? I, I can do little things more efficiently, like just looking back and forth. If I have, a, if I have two screens, but it's not a necessity anymore. You know, uh, so I, I guess it's um, it's something we don't have to talk about too much. Then, if it doesn't actually lead to, um, does it motivate you more if you work uh, from one instead of the other? No, I think that's the same situation. It's all a mindset. If I want to go to the office and I'm going to work in mood, I'm going to work. If I don't feel like working, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tune out. The same now, thing will we, happen. Three no, screens. Wow. No, that's right. Um, I'm checking out Pat's comments too. Pat's been working home from home since 2017, working with three screens. Well, that's like nice. it at first, but making it, yeah, making it your own. Yeah. Making it me time helps. I mean, it can, if again, cause there you go. That's the mindset. If you sat at your desk and you had your whole workstation set up and you worked, then yeah, then I could see yeah, you're getting into the too. grind. You're making it your thing, but it's just as easy to sit on a couch and put my feet up and flip my laptop open with the TV on. Uh, same I, I miss the uh, convenience of having a docking station. Yeah, uh, though that's, they're not see, easy that to come by. Uh, they're really expensive. You, you, yeah, because otherwise you've got cables running all over the place. Yeah, just trying to have two screens up. Yeah, my laptop and, battery uh, goes dead. I got to grab my charger and plug it in somewhere that that reaches me. Yeah, oh yeah. At the office, I mean, I already have everything. I have a yeah. phone charger there. I have a headset charger there. You know, I mean, everything. So that's that's convenient, and I like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, again, it, it doesn't matter. It's all, it's all a mindset. 
if I want to work, no matter where I am, I'm going to work. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm actually looking at a list of the five top reasons for burnout. And um, not one of them is um, where you're working as far as working from home or remote. And that's probably a good thing to hear because um, keep in mind, a lot of people out there don't have the option to work remote. Yeah. Or they work the kind of jobs that you wouldn't even think of it being an option. Remember, See, I used I would to work s- retail and that wasn't an option. You know, you have yeah, a store exactly. to open and stock the shelves or. Yeah, we talked know, about even that last if there's a, Yeah, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, where you mentioned having to, if you know, if you're not there, nobody's going to lock the store. Nobody's there to open the store. Yeah, you don't have that luxury to work from home if you're yeah. working retail. But yeah, I mean, I could see commute. Commute being something, but again, not so much that leads to burnout. The commute is more like demoralizing. Like if I'm in a car for an hour and a half and I get to the office, I'm not burnt out. I'm just drained from driving for so long. I don't feel like diving right in and working. Uh, That's a good point. You know, if it was the normal commute for me, I didn't have a problem with it. I get used to it as long as I knew that was the normal commute time. Mm-hmm. However, if you're the kind of person who cuts it close, and if I remember, one of our uh, three uh, cube nerds uh, always seemed to run a, <coughs> a little bit late. <coughs> still, still does. Uh, and, oh, <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that. Um, uh, I'm in the then, same uh, boat, too. Some days I have to take <laughs> my kids to school. I get to work a half an hour late. See, like, there are other things that will cause you to be late outside of not leaving yourself enough time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's one thing to leave yourself enough time to get to work under normal conditions. But if you want to never be late, you'll have to have an impossibly long day with a commute. Yeah. You know, if you're anywhere where there's likely to be either traffic or accidents or both. Oh, yeah. Oh, if I leave early, I'm getting to work the same time as if I left late. Because there's less traffic. You know, uh, at our last location that we worked at together, remember I, I did uh, trainings for the new hires mm-hmm. and one of the, uh, uh, the gags that I used for the new hires was that, um, uh, because the traffic was so bad on our local interstates, um, I, I think I could mention route 10 and route 287 and route 80. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, well, they cover all the big span of New Jersey. I think you're safe. Big span of New Jersey and lots of uh, traffic, lots of accidents. And so I said, like, you know, it's it, the, the commute getting here is so bad that you'll be happy to hear that they finally decided to schedule the accidents. <laughs> so now, you know, instead of having uh, one of those accidents that closes all the lanes in the middle of rush hour, they now schedule it not till 10. So no one's allowed to have a really bad accident until 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I could tell it in such a way that a few people didn't notice that I was a joke. <laughs> and uh, because it's I, was such very, a thing. I was very pleased about that. Yeah. 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 Well, one accident in Jersey shuts down the whole entire state. Well, because uh, every highway is intertwined. State, there are yeah. a couple of roads. You're right. There are a couple of roads where, um, geez, what is it? I'm trying to remember. Is it 280? The one that goes east and west out to Pennsylvania? Yes. Or, no, that's not. Um, it's 80. 24, maybe? No. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe, well, no, 24 takes you to 78, which takes... Oh, 78. 78. 78 is the one I'm yeah. thinking of. Anytime okay. I've been on 78, there's been a semi that's gone on its side, and somebody's <laughs> gotten hurt, and everything's closed in both directions. Yeah. 
And so my uh, little trip to visit my brother out in Pennsylvania, instead of taking two hours, took over eight. Both Fortune. ways. See, that's so too now. Like, go that way anymore. Yeah, that's with uh, ways and things. Exactly. Even now, I have to find four different ways to go. Okay, wait. If I get to this point where there's traffic, can I? Where else can I go from here? Or if I get to Route 80, do I go east or west? If I go east, I gotta go another way, longer way, but at least I'm avoiding traffic. But if I go west, I gotta stick that way, and I might hit a little bit of traffic. You know, you you have to have, to have such a game plan to know where to go. However, only having to commute to the the office two days a week, um, is is not bad. It makes the traffic not so bad. It makes the um the commute not as draining which is yes. a good thing you know so that 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 helps a little bit um as you know as far as the the like i said the, the demoralization of a a, a, a painful commute because you're not doing it all the time so yes. that's not so bad but again it, okay. it's more it's more a mindset of when you get to work like do you feel like working or do you feel like dragging and i think that the, the mindset itself comes from just being burnt out. So again, whether you're home, whether you're in the office, if you're burnt out and you don't want to do it anymore, it's just not going to be motivated to do it. And yep. I mean, I, it, things need to be fresh. I mean, I know I did a, an episode on not getting burnt out like a long time ago. Um, but you got to constantly find new things, like constantly find new things to keep you motivated to, to not keep you drained. Cause especially like doing customer support, for example, is so much of the same thing over and over and over and doing it for almost 20 years. I'm to a point where I'm, I'm burnt out. Like, like none other where I've actually had to have the talks with my superiors. Like, look, man, I I'm, I'm drained. You know, I mean, I'm, and it, it it shows in the work, but not to a certain extent. It's because, again, it, it's like, look, we know you can do it, but we get it, you know. So I actually applied for a position that is something completely different. Now, I guess I can't say completely different, okay. but it's not direct technical support. It's support in a different way. Working with the same type of clients, but it's support in a different way. Um, and I went out for this, and apparently, you know, there's talk that I would be good for it because of my experience for so long, which I think, too, I, it seems like something I'd enjoy. Because um, it's kind of, like I said, it's support without the technical aspect. And at this point, it's the technical aspect that I, I can't stand. So it's something, again, that will be refreshing. And even when it comes to being burnt out, like there's talks, like if I just, and I brought, I think I brought this up last, last episode or two episodes ago, just having a talk helps. It you know? does. Yeah. Like, like if as just having that talk of saying, of getting everything off my chest and then I'm like, oof, all right, I feel better. Somebody, you know, let me bend their ear a little bit. And then now I kind of, I'm a little refreshed, but again, depending on how, depending on how much impact that talk has on my career my, my you know it doesn't last long my motivation i'm okay. pretty drained pretty fast 
I got you. Yeah. Are you reading the comments too? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. So let's start. So let's go down the. Uh... All right. And, so we'll uh, say... trying to think of um, uh, one of the articles that I had brought up and researched said that uh, burnout over the last two years. Remember, I said it was uh, uh, the thing that had increased over 5,000% was the number of times people searched for the term burnout in Google. Really? Wow. Yeah. This was an article I found on LinkedIn okay. and by someone named Melinda Dransfield. All right. Well, hold on. Let's let's read the comments. So, yeah, burnout. Too many yeah. projects that seem they all need to be done at the same time. Workload yes. management is key. Eight hours to a day. One project at a time. Yeah, absolutely. That's if you have like a lot on your plate at one time. Yeah, you need to just, you need to, to focus, you know, you need to break that down. See, I feel like that is a little more difficult to get burned out because you have tasks that need to be accomplished. Well, and then yeah. What's what, what happens when you try to deal with that though? Because it, it's not like this is a revelation that you're like, oh, well, gosh, I have too many tasks. Well, that's easy. I, I won't have as many. Um, you forget a couple of things like, are you giving yourself the tasks? Or are they being handed to you? Well, that comes down to you need to enjoy what you do, which is another comment. Well, um, that's true. Yeah. But, but um, see, what if you're enjoying what you're doing, but now you have three times as much to enjoy to do as you did before? And you have a time constraint of how, when it has to be done by. What I'm trying to get at is that when people um, lay off half the workforce and the other half who didn't get laid off have to pick up the slack. Yeah. Case so, loads increase, for instance. Yeah. Sometimes see, you don't have the luxury of saying like, you know what? I don't think I can do anymore. And they will, of course, say like Bob does. Yeah. Bye. So you're Let's you're in Bob a good. I think it's a good contrast here because you've been in a position where you actually had tasks that needed to be accomplished, and you had a lot of tasks. I haven't been in that position. I've been in more so just the standard day to day. You know, like you said, caseload. You know, right. get pick up the phone, make a call, solve the problem, or answer the phone solve the problem the day-to-day -day of just troubleshooting cases not so much having tasks that need to be accomplished so me i welcome that idea i welcome the idea of having a task that i have to accomplish because it's better than doing what i've been doing over and over and over every day for so long but however you've seen that you've been in a position where you had a lot of tasks that needed to get done and it's a little overwhelming and not to mention, as you said, uh, doing the same task over and over again. Uh, it, it, the first thing is you start to get tired of it because it's getting monotonous. The second thing being that, well, now, um, like we've been doing it for a while. Why are you still here? Um, you know, why haven't you moved on to another job? Or um, mm. we expect you to take twice as many calls as somebody who's just started. Yeah. See, that, why that are your calls so long? Why aren't you doing enough? Why aren't you more productive? There are a lot of different ways you can get thumbscrewed into, um, you know, basically just how much can you pump out? Yeah. See, I, I will, I'll, I'll say now not to go too into detail, but so my current manager now came from doing support. Okay. So he knows what's going on. He looks at the big picture and my performance review 
was actually very good this year than it was for the past three years, because the past three years I had managers that were pretty much just doing what they were told. And when everything switched to a numbers game, it's like, oh, well, your numbers are, are not good, you know, and that's all that matters because that's what they were told and that's where they came from. However, now it's someone who looks at the big picture and says, yeah, your numbers aren't good, but we know that you've been taking the harder cases and that's why your number's not good. Or your case closed response time is not as fast as it should be, but I've noticed that you've been taking the oldest cases while nobody else has. So if you look at the big picture, that helps. Um, it helps a little bit more as far as motivation goes to know that 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 kind of work is being looked at and appreciated. That's yes. another factor that leads to to burnout. It's burnout yes. if it's if it's you're just a zombie and you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again with no change in acknowledgement or what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not gratitude. Um, recognition. Did I say that? I just said that. So no, no, you didn't, but it's acknowledgement, or that's um, acknowledgement and recognition. Both. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Are important. Yeah. not getting burned out. Yeah. And yeah, and that's yeah, and then, and again, if you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, that's where the burnout comes in. Because yep. it, again, that's just um, one of the thing. top four things I'm looking here on another list is lack of communication and support from manager. Absolutely, communication and, is huge. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I, I always felt that there's no reason to not tell your employees what's going on. And that was so much like the, the more honest you are with your employees, I don't care how big of a company is or whatever. The more honest you are with your employees, the more respect they have for you. Cause we're all fucking adults here, you know, granted everybody needs to be treated differently and you need to take everybody's feelings into consideration and, and what motivates them. But we're all adults. We need to be treated like adults. So I think the honesty of what's going on in all situations needs to come into play. It could be done in, you know, in different manners of way. You, way Most you of the that. time you're not being lied to. You're only being given partial information. Yeah. Because that's, that's also that's what, a political yeah. thing. Um, definitely one of the things about to. burnout that I, I've learned over the years is that it spreads like wildfire. If you have uh, something that's uh, a bad feeling about something, a bad thing about a, a manager or management um, thing, uh, like a goal, for instance, um, that kind of, um, bad feeling spreads like wildfire. You know, the Osif, the Osif gossipers can go, uh, fairly quickly. Oh yeah. It was, um, what a, one of, uh, our colleagues put it was the, uh, uh, I don't know the, the, the something like chasm of doom with a few people gathered around, just sharing all the, the gloomy things about the their day just bringing oh, everybody absolutely. else into that um that black hole of just uh, nothingness of like Jesus. oh yeah i've i've noticed that and i don't like that because i'm i'm guilty of it for sure well like then don't someone do starts uh, <laughs> yeah no i don't i don't now honestly because i mean one i just don't talk i didn't think to, you did to be a lot honest, of people personally about work but it's so easy to to go down that that hole because a lot of people could be disgruntled really fast yes and all you have to do is open that can of worms like, oh, did you see what so-and-so did? And then it's like, oh, my God, they do this shit all the time. And then blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, 
you're talking for a half an hour bitching and complaining about somebody when it didn't even come up before it's so easy to to fall down that hole and now that's, that's so again but that on the, look at the the flip side though it's also easy to forget that when good news comes down that also spreads like wildfire you know you know it, it could even be something as stupid as like did you hear they're giving us free pizza for lunch or free lunch yeah you know, well, i think about um, stuff like that all the time we had yeah. our, our my last manager before i left my last company I remember he brought he he brought donuts in one day, but he got in late and I had already eaten my breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, man, if you're going to get his donuts, could you at least like, you know, let us know beforehand so that way I don't eat my breakfast and I can enjoy these donuts, too. And he got pissed off and it, it made me think like, you know, like, yeah, I shouldn't. Have, I was pretty fucking stupid of me to say something. They tried to do something nice and I and I had to find a way to bitch about it. Well, um, it's uh, but don't forget if you draw it back a little bit. Remember, they used to try to do uh, nice things for us for the holidays, for instance, like, oh, well, we're giving you lunch. Like, well, what about the people that you have us assigned to a late shift? There won't be anything left for them. Yeah. Which is true. That's what happened. Yeah. And, and that's a whole. Um, so then what they do is they just don't do anything at all. Anyway, it, it causes discomfort and good management normally will look at that and take that into account. Yeah. I like yeah. seeing managers. So here's here's a tip from uh, uh, people in management listening in is that if you look too busy as a manager to notice what's going on with your people, you know, if, if you know, if you look like, wow, look how hard my manager works. They're working so hard. They don't have time to listen. That's not a good management style. Yeah. A manager should look busy enough that we know that like, wow. He's doing his job um, as opposed to somebody who like, where's the manager? I don't know. He's probably off again today. Meets me. You know, that's again, part of communication. Management should always take into account that if you're not there in the workplace where people were expecting to see you, at least tell them like, oh yeah, I've got to be off site today. I'm working with somebody else on another project. Mm-hmm. And you know, what needs to be said is said. That's and, where the, that's where the acknowledgement comes in. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, this is um, what's the difference between a yeah, it's the difference between a boss and a leader. Too many yeah. bosses. No, yeah. Ex- yeah. <laughs> nobody wants a boss. Everybody needs a leader, and that's where have you seen? There's a, a piece of artwork that I've seen so many times where it's a boss is sitting on you know sitting on the the Trojan horse while there's four guys in front pulling the horse, and he stands he's sitting on the horse pointing. And then there's the leader who's the three guys are pulling the horse. And then who's got the person in front of them. That's pointing. That's leading the charge. Yeah. I don't like that aspect very much. Cause that's how it has to be. Um, like that's I, a good way to put it too. That. I like that. You, you can't expect your employees to be as passionate about your company as you are. You, you know, can, but um, well, actually, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you would. You, you couldn't expect it. Um, you can enjoy it when it happens, but you shouldn't expect it. Yeah, you want them to be motivated and enjoy where they work, yeah. but they're not going to be to the level that you're at. That works for smaller businesses, I think, more so than than big corporations. But when yes, when you have a management um, upper management that you uh, meet, <laughs> yeah, or hear from occasionally, yeah, occasionally in an email or a or a, a town hall meeting. 
mm-hmm. where they blow some smoke up your ass for, for something. No, 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 not necessarily. Yeah. See, I, see, I have my, my current fair. place. Gotta be fair. I feel like is not like that at all. I, I feel like my current place has so much more respect for employees, which is great. It's a very nice feeling. It's very much, very much not feeling micromanaged. Um, however, the last place, they were on everything. Because also, too, the last place was a public company. This place is a private company. I think when it becomes a public company, the only worry is money. A private company, mm. they can still focus on employees. Public company, everything has to be about making a dollar. That's, and that's true. Constantly what extent. we had to worry about in our last company. <clears throat> it, when I worked uh, for the bookstore trade, um, we started as a private company. Mm-hmm. And then it became public and was bought by Kmart at one point. Oh. Not not an improvement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not See, an like improvement I, at all. <laughs> even too, because I've been thinking about it a lot the past couple of days, even with writing my comic. I'm even not with, with writing my comic. Yes, the yes, second the comic book. Yeah, the second issue, the, the last couple of pages are being colored now. And that and I will they letter are. it. Yeah, oh my gosh. For, for issue two. Um, so then I will letter it. I will put it together. I will get it out there. It's all on me for the most part. The re, I mean, me and money. That's that's what holds up everything. Um, so when it's not money, it's just me. Because a lot of times I don't have the motivation to do it. I want to do it. But what motivates me is people getting interested in it and sales and all that other stuff. But if, the, but if that doesn't come up, I don't have motivation. There needs to con- no matter what it is. So again, writing a comic, creating a comic, something I love to do. I still need the motivation to constantly keep me going. Well, don't throw yourself under the bus. I, I think you are motivated, but you're also realizing that you only have so many hours in the day and so many well, no, days. But, in but the there's week. definitely times where I could stay up late and I could start lettering pages now, or I could start writing the next issue. I'm not, I'm not turning it into anything like that. I'm just saying that the motivation, even if it's something you enjoy doing, you still need the motivation to keep you doing it. And especially if it's a job you don't like, you need even more motivation. You need change. Things need to constantly be fresh to keep you from doing anything. Well, so- I agree with you there. Uh, and that was one of the things that I did enjoy when I was a cube nerd doing was when I had the opportunity to do new things that kept things fresh. And that's what made or tapped into some of my more creative things as opposed to just um, picking up the phone calls and answering them as quickly and as professionally as you could. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that um, it got kind of demeaning just to like, well, they're shorthanded in the other department again today. So you guys who have been here and done your time should help out with that. Yeah. And See, sure, I- once in a while that, that was fine. But when it was happening every week, it was sort of like, I don't remember how to water supplies anymore. But um, I think you just hit filling. the nail on the head. When you talked about motive, when you talked about motivation and, and doing things to keep it fresh, yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah, you, you you have to take it upon yourself to stay motivated and stay fresh because you just, I mean, that's and, and even to- then, back to what I said uh, a couple of episodes ago, have a plan. Yep. One of the reasons that our uh, title for this particular episode is "Better to Burn Out or Fade Away." is that sometimes it is better to fade away 
you fade out of one job because you're transitioning to a different one. So unless yeah. working for that particular company is your life ambition as far as work goes, it's better to have a plan in place if that goes south. Do I continue in the same professional vein that I've been in? Or do I really want to segue over to a different job? I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. And I was um, uh, just thinking about it the other day. It was that um, part of what I do right now I sort of suspected I did some of it well, but I never really had any encouragement uh, for some of it from other people. As a matter of fact, um, doing all the audio recording that I had been doing at work, um, that more or less got taken away from me one little piece at a time from other people. Like, well, they, they were officially trained on this, you know, um, um, in wherever they came from before. And you're not, you know, you know you're mostly self-taught. So let's have this person do that. And you know what? Why should you have all the fun of doing this kind of thing? Why don't we just share that around a little bit? And like, I can understand that perfectly. That sounds fine. But the next thing I knew is I wasn't doing any of it anymore. And that yeah. um, just got kind of, um, I don't know, a little overwhelming, I, I suppose. Yeah, that's where it was like the stuff you liked was now passed on to somebody else. Right. Yeah. I mean, not that they did a bad job or anything like that. Far from it. Some of the best people got to do um, what I used to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean. Until they left. <laughs> see, I, I've been, I've hated what I've done for so long. You hate know? And it's, it's, it's a strong word. Oh, yeah, hate it. And it's not even and, like. Well, I'm not that, trying to pull that out of you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cautioning you to be just a little bit careful here, especially if you're talking about anything that you're currently working on. But um I would say that if you hated it, you would have found a different uh, position to move to or company or just line of work in particular. Yeah. I mean, do you have a plan? Do you know what you want to do next? I know you're uh, making the efforts. Yes, now I do, which again, so something that I had seen this other position come up and it was something that interested me. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, no, not, not, not that I saw it come up. I just saw about it because it's folks that are already in my office. So I got to see them when I went to a conference. I actually got to see kind of how they worked. And I, was, I thought wow. that was kind of interesting, um, but it was something a little different. So that's another thing, too. Since I've been doing the same thing for so long, it's hard to completely transition out of it. Almost like that's right. That's where I hit my breaking point. So the reason I left the last company in the first place is because I finally had the last straw. I thought I have been here for 12 years. There, there, there has to be something here for me where I'm not just completely throwing away everything I did for the past 12 years. I have to be beneficial to the department that I'm in and the division of the company that I've been a part of. There has to be something beneficial here that I can use all this. <coughs> and I kept thinking that and kept thinking that. And then finally the last straw hit where I was like, I have to get the hell out of here. And then that has now happened here where I want to do something to put to use what I've been doing. And finally, when I realized that that's not going to happen, I have to look at something else. Ironically, um, I, ha I get email notifications when there's positions that open up. And ironically enough, I saw a position come up for this position that I'm that 
you know, that I went out for that I had Ooh. seen before that I had been interested in. It came up around the same time. I know the hiring manager, talked to okay. him a ton before because they're there in my office. Um, one of the people on the team came from doing support similar to what I did not the same support. So it's definitely a possibility. And I just never looked into it before because I wanted, I thought I wanted one thing. And then finally I realized that one thing was not going to happen. And it was the last straw where it's like, now I got to do something different. Here's this opportunity. I I've seen it before. I think it's definitely something that interests me. Something that I think I would enjoy too. So let me do that because at least I don't want to go to something that's completely brand new. And that would be scary. This is something that is slightly similar. It's not a completely brand new transition, but it's definitely doing something different. And that's, you know, again, a little bit scary from doing the same thing for so long, but I got to do something different. Because the the again, it's been the last straw, and I can't I can't expect that what I've been doing for so long is going to pay off. Because it's not. I gotta I gotta I gotta take a chance. Good. And so that's I have. absolutely right. And let's hope it works out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. Let's see. I'll talk to you in a month and see how. Uh, See how it goes, and now, we'll see if we're in the same boat. What happens if it doesn't or, uh, work out? Oh, if it doesn't work out, what do you do then? Fucking, I'm going to be destroyed. Don't be just like I was the last time. Then? It didn't work out. You have all of this potential in these projects you're working on on the side, well, that that's, you're not see, getting paid for. But or, we've talked about. Well, you're making a little bit. You're monetizing some of it. I don't know how many how much merch you've sold, as far as uh, the CWL. Um, so the a little bit of comic books. I, I need to sell a lot more comic books. Yeah. And I need to sell some more merchandise. But all that stuff eventually comes. You know, I mean, the more the more we, what, we if you have the quality there, it will come. Yeah. You know, if you don't sleep on it, it will definitely come. Yeah, all that stuff I don't worry about. And I don't so that's what happens here is that if this doesn't work out. I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I don't know because I don't know what else I would want to look into doing. So what I feel off the top of my head is I'm going to go back and sit again in my comfortable position that I'm currently in. Try to keep powering through that and just continue to do what I'm doing on the side. Because I talk okay. about this all the time. Cube nerds stemmed from being ridiculously unhappy, but wanting to take the inspiration that I had and then the, the, all the experience and knowledge that I had from doing this work for so long and putting it into something positive and something constructive, but obviously it wasn't happening for me at my job. So what else can I do? And like they talked, this was before podcasting was a thing. I was like, okay, do I write a book? You know, that's where the the cube nerds, when there was a cube nerds website, I wrote articles for the cube nerds website. Yes, you did. All those, all those things stemmed from, and they were good from being unhappy, but wanting to do something about it. Yes. And at some point, I think you'll, you'll take it to the next level. Right now, um, you're probably in one of those positions where people don't change just because there's so much hanging on the, uh, outcome. Am I right? What do you mean? Well, one of the reasons I didn't change jobs earlier 
Well, well, first of all, I you know, remember I did. I keep saying I didn't have a plan, which is true. But um, uh, my wife wasn't working, and when my kids were younger, um, you know, uh, so I was the only full time earner basically. Mm-hmm. My wife did work uh, part time after a while, but only part time, and it's expensive to live in New Jersey, as you know. Oh yeah, and. Um, <laughs> And so it was sort of like, geez, if I try almost anything branching into something where I'm not sure if I'll be any good or not, I'm certainly going to take a salary cut. Heck, I took a large salary cut coming from retail. Really? But retail, oh, yeah. Trust me, a lot. I was a manager for 10 years. And See, um, now, but I guess, did you not, did you not want to be a manager? Because having that management experience, there's kids that are coming out of that have management in nothing. I was a manager of a no single time. store location for 10 years and I didn't have anywhere to go outside of, um, you know, district manager. And they looked really miserable compared to me, just miserable. But what about when you came to our, to that company, you didn't want to be a manager at that company. I came there by accident. I needed a part-time job. Because I wasn't able to, um, you know, write short stories no, for a living. No, not retail. Oh, when you came to the company, we when you came to the company we came from, yes. you had all this management experience. You didn't want to be a manager. No, uh, I I I figured out I would have been one of those um, managers who um, over um, what's the word for it? Uh, you you said it earlier, micromanage. I would have been one okay. of the micromanaging managers. Huh. Or I would have tried to do everything myself. And I realized intuitively yeah. I wasn't a great can't manager. delegate too well. I did my best. I didn't delegate very well. Um, but um it wasn't good enough, I think, in the long run. And um plus it's very stressful. I can't emphasize just how stressful it is working retail. It's when I was looking up stressful jobs, it came in at like number three after doctors and nurses. And those are in the top three just because of the last two years. I'm sure yeah. that didn't help much. Having a pandemic and having everybody screaming at each other and grabbing each other's throats. Meanwhile, these poor guys are working 80 hour a week for ad infinitum. Yeah. Oh, jeez, Yeah. So, uh. And I'm thinking I have it bad compared to them, but, um, yeah, that, that, that was stressful. And, uh, that's why I stayed as long as I did working as a cube nerd was I said, you guys, you know, saved my life. You rescued me from retail. I only have so many uh, Christmases in me before it would have killed me. See, I think that having that, um, see, having that, experience but i mean i guess you had it so you you knew it was something you didn't want or not because that was a huge problem for me i wanted a leadership role i wanted management and i had zero experience in it for it to come up well so retail it's a little bit different so with non-retail maybe it would have been something possible maybe i could have been a project manager um you know or or learn myself into it I certainly learned some project management skills and I was a project manager on a few things. Heck, I was the trainer for gosh knows how long. Uh, I just didn't have a title mm-hmm. or a, a raise or a bonus or 
very much recognition, but uh, <laughs> yeah. for me, that was good enough. I just like being able to do something a little bit different and being able to do it all by myself. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it got a little bit too much after a while, but it probably kept me at that company for an extra seven years oh. just because I was able to get so much out of it and hopefully give back as much as I got. I just wish I'd uh, been more smart and changed it up a little more quickly um before it got too old but i didn't know when to say no and so when they kept giving me more to do i didn't say when at any point and that yeah was it was and i knew i i probably could have but i just liked being asked see and I, and I liked having all different projects to do and stuff like that but like again here now that doesn't come up when i first came in interesting it was, when oh. i first came in it was like, you know, you have good insight on this. You have knowledge on this. We want to hear your thoughts on this. And they're like, yeah, sure. Great. Here's what I think about this. Here's how we can change this. I, I don't, you know, I like that. I like that you do this. And then it's like, okay, yeah, here's all these new things we're doing to like, go. Oh, but you didn't consult me about it at all. You like, you wanted to hear me talk about it. And, but then when the time came, I had nothing to do with it. Like, okay, so I'm not a part of these projects at all. And then again, that's where it's very much just like you're just doing the same thing over and over again. You're not involved. Yeah. yeah. It, it it's it's it brings you down. That's rough. That sucks. And it, again, that's the thing. It's just it's it's constant. It's constantly something. Yeah, like the 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 best parts about being it being working in a cube nerd job or not the work you know like i mean the friends that i made working at the last company i mean it was the was by far the best part oh same same with but, me yeah but but like i'm trying well, to think i still miss the, everybody but yeah I, I know i keep saying that every time we have an episode but it's, yeah it's true. but like did the did the work did the work did the work ever motivate me i don't think so you just do it because you do it know you were pretty good at some of the stuff that you did although you know we haven't worked together in the same company for geez, well, a number of years well now. that's it's the thing too eight years being good being good at it doesn't make a difference it doesn't matter if i was good at it did i want to do it or not yes most of the time no but it was part of just having to suffer through it and that was the job so what what do we offer here for other people who are listening to this, who are like, well, how do I apply that to me? Uh, or how do I fix it when it happens to me? So right now you're in a tricky position where you're applying for something, but you've already admitted to me tonight that you're really more or less on the edge of um, having had too much. Well, now it's just a matter of it just going through the motions. You know, as you I said, do. you still do a very good job. It's just you're not motivated um, See, or enjoying it. I wouldn't say a very good job. I wouldn't. Hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. You, your work ethic is pretty damn good, man. Well, that see, that's that's the thing, because I do. I hear a lot. You know, we know you can do it and you're doing a good job, but they're doing a good job with that. But honestly, I, I feel like I could be doing better if I was more motivated. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, it, it's not in my nature to coast. 
I, know? I never thought so. Yeah. Yeah. When, when push comes to shove, and it's I do one it. of the reasons I, I enjoyed working with you is that you never did coast. You were so high energy. It was wonderful to work next to you when I was low energy and I could just suck up some of that and, uh, help, uh, infuse myself on days where I was feeling down. <laughs> well, it, it comes up now, like, okay, when there's a, an urgent one out there and somebody needs to grab it, it's, you know, it's me more times than not. That's the stuff that stands out. So I know where to step up when I need to. But again, but that, that's, you know, that's not enough. And that's not something that drives me. I'm not the one to just do what I got to do. And that's it. I want to do more. I want to be, I want to take charge. And (laughs) again, we're doing the same thing for so long. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just easy to get burnt out. Whether you're, whether you're working hard it's not like I'm working hard and I'm burnt out because I'm working so hard. I'm burnt out because I'm sick of doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. I mean, there's definitely different levels of burnout. You know, you could get burnt out because you're doing so much and you're working so hard and you're just, you're shot, you're drained. But then, yeah, but then there's the burnout of just constantly doing the same thing. That's the one I struggle with. How to get, how to beat that and how to get around that. I don't know. You have to find new ways to keep yourself motivated. And it's different for everybody. Everyone has their their different ways to stay motivated, whether it is doing something new, doing a new project, switching things up at all, you know, going to the office as opposed to working from home. You have to find the different, you're talking to somebody about it. Like we talked about earlier, yeah. talking to somebody about your issue, if that helps motivate you too, or if you do have a goal, which is something that you've talked about tons of times. Have a goal that motivates you to get to the next level. Right. That's a huge aspect of it. That's a huge part of motivation and not getting burnt out is if you have a goal to strive towards. Don't fall into the place where you are just going through the motions and doing the same thing every day. Find a specific goal and constantly strive towards that goal. That's been my problem. I like, and I, like uh, someone had said to me not too long ago, you know, I was at the work speak for myself. And then, oh, we've seen that you're doing so much of this here. Have this. It doesn't work like that. You need to go out and take it. Hmm. That's it. Plain and simple. Do you need help um, staying motivated on a day-to-day kind of basis? Meaning that once you get motivated for the day, you're you're up and motivated for the rest of the day? Or is it something where it's just... Um, more of a, a week by week kind of thing where it's like, Oh, it's a daily thing. This. It's a daily, it's a daily thing. thing. It's a daily struggle. Is there a way? Do you ever feel like motivated? Do you ever feel like you're at a position where you can say like, okay, I feel better now. It's, it's 10 o'clock and I got through the, the hump at the beginning of the day. I've, I know what I'm going to do today and to try to make it a little bit better or to try to break it up and maybe incorporate some new elements that I didn't uh, get a chance to try the day before. See, I think for us, it's a task oriented thing. Yeah. Okay. I've closed five cases today. That's what I need to do. Now I feel good. And I I feel a little more relaxed. So that's really it. Building smaller goals might help with the day rather than see just, um, yeah. Okay. That's a very, that's a very good way to put it. Small goals. That's, that's a great way to just continuously break it down. If it's a daily issue, small goals to get through the day 
are good ways to keep things fresh. Try to accomplish that goal. Like for, for me, you know, for customer service, try to close six, seven cases a day. Yeah. Try to do that. Work hard to do that. It's a problem though. When you don't do that and you can't do that continuously, don't do that. But if, you know, again, just find a goal to try to achieve and that's it. And try to keep working towards that goal every day. Yeah. And and one other thing I'd read said, um, something like, um, uh, don't think of what you're doing on a day by day basis as hard. Think of your current job. What you're doing right now is like almost like a stepping stone to the next job that you want. Yeah. You're going through this while you're preparing for that. And in the meantime, you're laying out your cards, as it were, for the next hand you're going to deal to whomever the dealer might be, whether it's your boss or the next interviewer in your company or without the company of like doing that so that you've got um, it very much like, okay, I have X number of hours. I'm doing this today and I'm going to make a bit of progress on this end of it too. So that that next step is within sight. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's one of the things about doing an audiobook that's really long is like, yeah, it's, there's, it's an overwhelming amount of recording to do and I'll work all day. I'll work all night on something and I know I'm not going to be finished. I'm not anywhere near finished, but those, the, that's recorded an amount of hours. They're done. They're, they're off to the side. I already finished them. Yeah. I've got a huge amount of ahead of me, but you just chunk it out every day. And the next thing you know is like, oh, well, now I'm 40% done, 50, 60. And believe it or not, by the time I get to like 30% left, it's a marathon. It's just a, yeah. a joy of being so close um, that it, it's I'm working around the clock for the last um, 30% where I'm just uh, recording all the time I can where I'm not keeping my family freezing to death <laughs> by doing so, it in the middle of the night and, um, and just taking naps when I'm not recording. And I don't know if it's day or night by the time I pop out, but then I'm like, Oh, that part's done. Now I just have to edit it. Well, I'll use, and, a, I'll use writing as an example um, okay. that I saw. There's a the clip that goes around and it's George R. R. Martin interviewing Stephen King. Ooh. And he's like, is there ever a time when you're just like looking at your computer screen and, you know, like, he's like, how do you write so much? You have days where you just open up your computer screen and you can't think of anything. And then you're checking your email and then, you know, the day goes by, you don't do anything. So Stephen King says that he tries to write six pages a day and he keeps them pretty tight. So that way, you know, they don't need a lot of work or uh, rewrites or anything like that six tight pages a day and Stephen King writes how many fucking novels a year? Oh, and, and not just novels, but huge ones. Yeah. Not, not all of them are huge, but the huge ones are, you know, the biggest books that I own, I think outside of the Lord of the Rings single volume edition. Yeah. And there you go. So that's his daily goal to accomplish, to get through the day. Yeah. Just to do that. And he's not even alone. Um, uh, Ray Bradbury had great tips on things like that, too. He's like, whatever you do, uh, first thing you do when you get up, you get out of bed, you scream like, I'm alive. I'm still here. I'm alive. I'm not dead. What a wonder it is to be alive again. 
And he says, just spill out your guts on paper for like one hour or so as soon as you wake up. Right. Whatever. Whatever's in your head. Get it out. Get it on paper. It doesn't have to read well. It doesn't have to do anything. Just get it out. And then you can go back and see what if there's anything in the puddle worth drying out and Mm. seeing what it becomes of it. Yeah. And he just writes with so much joy. You read one of his books on how to write. That's all you feel like is writing as soon as you finish reading it. You're like, you're so pumped with um, like, wow, I, I didn't know anybody actually enjoyed what they were doing. It's, it's wonderful. And, and here, here was something I read that's even uh, a little more, um, where is it? Where is it? Uh, oh, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did uh, uh, Hamilton. Yeah. He, uh, he creates a playlist for uh, a music playlist for when he gets writer's block and he's trying to write. And he listens to songs by, it says, Fiona Apple and Weird Al Yankovic. Hello. Uh-huh. Uh, it's his trigger to get down and dirty and to source his creativity. As soon as he hears that song, he knows it's time to turn on and work. Okay. Almost like, like a little buddy. trigger. There you go. <laughs> a little trigger that sets him off. When he hears that, he knows it's time to work. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I used Makes to sense. do um, in the last days when I was still working. I got in early enough, and before I answered any pop-ups and all of the other kind of thing, I would listen to something in the morning that wasn't a podcast or something, just music, and just whatever it took to inspire me for the day. And, uh, you know, then my boss would come over, and he's like, well, you're in a good mood. And I'm like, yeah, can't get the song out of my head. Um, And it's put me in a great mood now. now. Now that I've heard that one song, now you can bother me with whatever crap you want to pour on me or whatever else is going down on the day. I don't care anymore. I got to listen to that. Forgot just how much I enjoyed it. What? What can I do for you? Hmm. Little things like that can really perk you up. Yeah. That's, that's again, that's interesting. That's a, that's it, a, for me, a that thing. was, um, that was how I woke up in the morning was not to hang around and like, I got to go to work. Jeez, I got to go to work. Got to do this. I got out of the house as fast as I could. (laughs) As long as I was awake and I had hot coffee, excuse me, or tea, I would just hit the car and then listen to something. Normally uh, a podcast, because you were the one who got me hooked on podcasts in the first place. Mm -hmm. Buddy, bet you didn't remember that, did you? I think I did. You've said it before. Was it the Nerdist was the first one I got you to listen to? That was the first big one I listened to, yeah. And um, I think Hardwick start, stopped altogether last March, didn't he? I think so, yeah, with the ID10T podcast. Yeah. So w- yeah. what happened there? I never listened to the last one. I, as far as I knew, mm-hmm. it wasn't a swan song. Yeah, I know. I he's know. got a kid. Yep, that's right. You know, but um, all, all, so the, all the after shows are done now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I'm a season behind on The Walking Dead, so I don't know what the hell happened. I don't but, know either. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, I think, I think that's a great, a great takeaway, but is, it got me in the mood for work. It, yeah. it, it allowed me to segue. I'm like, if I can get into the car to listen to something I really want to listen, then I can get to work. Yeah. And even in my worst days at retail, the really worst days, if I got there, I could get through that one more day. Yeah. That's like, the all I had to do how... was get there and, but it was, 
it got so bad it was like um that air controller scene um air traffic controller from um what was the movie with john cusack you played um, an air traffic controller not not back high in the fidel- 90s not high fidelity no 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 but uh, around the same time you're quite right pu- pushing tin <gasps> that's right well, Billy if you Bob remember, Gordon there was one guy Jolie. there that he worked with who couldn't get back in. He couldn't walk back in. I don't remember. remember and, and, and he got as far as getting to the outer door and they were all clapping and everything. Look at him. He's like, oh, I can't go in there. But because he, you know, his nerves had been broken by. That's also one of the most stressful jobs you can work. And the yeah. that's on the top 10 list of burnout uh, jobs is air traffic controller. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> of the. um the amount of stress on you. You uh, make a mistake and an airline goes down. You've watched Breaking Bad. You know which episode I'm talking about. Um, I don't know which episode you're talking about. But um, yeah, but I mean, I could obviously understand that. Well, that guy it. crashed them on purpose. I don't remember that. John Delancey. In Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. I've only, yes. seen, I've only seen the whole series once. So I don't know. Off the top of my head. But. Okay. Well, he played Q on Star Trek. Oh, never mind. He's a yeah. great actor. I, I love him. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. All right then. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, but I could definitely see that being stressful as well. But I think, I think, like I said, I think the best takeaway here is, yeah. like we said, is, is, I mean, you really got to like assess how, assess how burnt out you are. Because then it's like like filling your day full of little wins here and there yeah will will help keep you motivated like you said if you if you wanted to listen to something just get in the car you know and listen and look at it as a, as a win because you're getting in the car and listen to your podcast okay that's that's a little win and then or are the set, lunch walk yeah set yourself, we, set yourself you went on once or twice with me I think did you yeah a couple or was times. it yeah um, that helped me too. It just broke up the day long enough for me to get my head back in my own space, listen to something or talk to somebody while I was walking mm-hmm. just to be able to get my own space back in my head before I went back in and dealt with whatever the rest of the day had to do. You know, and remember, do you remember what I used to do at the beginning of every day? And it's something I've done at work since um, before I worked something I used to do in high school. I no. used to do a TDD list, things to do. Every day I right. had a scrapbook. You know, right now I'm using um, a notebook here in the in the cube or, or my vocal booth. Mm-hmm. I'm in the cube still. And um, uh, But I have a scratch pad at um, the office. Every day I would write at the top of it, TTD, things to do. And I would list the things that I knew I couldn't forget to get to that day. So no matter how busy it was, I would always know that I had a list of things that couldn't slip to tomorrow. I and, try to do that. You know, that's Terrible one way of getting distractions out is like you have that list boiled down. Or if you wanted to feel really good about yourself, you wrote everything you would possibly need to do. And have the joy of crossing them all out as you did each of them. You know, like, yeah. read emails. There, they're all read. Respond to emails. Yeah, 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 See, yeah. I'm very scatterbrained because... Well, that's why you write it down. Well, that's, that's the thing. But, like, I have, like, if I have, okay, 
I'm going to leave these case tabs open because these are the cases I have to get to today. Yeah. And so many things come up where I don't get to them. And a whole day goes by where I don't get to one of these cases. When well, I was one of the ones that I needed. To I would get create a, my own whip bin just for like, do this today. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like I said, I, and I would, that would be the intention. Yeah. But so many other things would come up. It's just easy to, you know, right. to, to miss out on. Them. And after you left, our jobs changed so much from what we had done from day to day, meaning that we were still doing the same kind of things. But you're like, you know what? We're going to train you on how to do this thing that these other specialized people used to do before Mike left. And you weren't there to ask about it anymore because you'd left. And so we were like, oh, let's find out why Mike wasn't having as much fun as we were back in the day. And then we all agreed like, yeah, uh, maybe maybe you want to talk Mike into coming back because <laughs> he's yeah, the heard, only one who knows what you're talking about. I heard that a lot. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, well, those things that you were going to put in place. Well, they did those after you left, of course. They weren't going to do it while you were here. But once you were gone, yeah, they thought they'd put that into place and it works out great. Like, yeah, I told well, you. Well, and uh, yeah. And then we all got to share the um, like, oh, this 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 thing that Mike had to do. This really did suck. Um, so, yeah, let's let's all fix it. And that that's where all that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just uh, showing it to a few more people who were just, you know, <laughs> backed off like the cruels, for instance, or uh, some of the stuff that our other specialized people did who got pushed to the side. Yeah. Accruals still my specialty. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. And evidently I'm still the only one who knows the, um, how to make exceptions work. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That never changes. Or or no, no. What was it called? It wasn't exceptions. It was attendance notifications. That's it. Oh, Jesus. I'm the only one who knew what it could do and what it couldn't do. I I see. Now I'm so far dismissed (laughs) from that program. I'm stuck on this other program now i'm like jesus christ i mean yeah i don't even remember that's what that's what was a good thing when i came in originally i could be like oh yeah i've got all this experience and knowledge yeah we could take this and make it look like this and this works but this if you did it this way would work good and all that stuff sounded great out the gate and then things would change with absolutely no discussion of me whatsoever so it's like yeah no you're just here you know to, to help well us. then at least uh, uh, you you realize that about the job that you currently have so you don't have unrealistic expectations, or at least the one you did well, before. Well, eventually, at the office that you left, yeah, I did have un- I did have unreal expectations, <coughs> and now I'm back in the same expectations where ain't shit gonna happen. But well, again, trying, you yes, know, but you're aware of it and you're working on it. Yeah, and that's one of the ways to get motivated uh, is to realize that there is a problem and it's not going to go away. I used to think that at the last job it would go away when the bosses that changed everything left. Not realizing, no, that wasn't the problem at all. Yeah. You know, the it's bosses that changed things, they had to change it anyway. It was going to change at some point. Mm-hmm. They just happened to be the ones who um, implemented it. Yeah, it's it's all on you. Yeah. It's, Plus, it's, the people it, who left weren't the people who laid me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not right. You know, and, and again, uh, to anybody listening, uh, nobody laid me off. Personally, the whole department I worked for was all laid off at the location I worked at. No hard feelings, anybody. No, (laughs) no, no, really. I, I, I'm fine with it. I just miss everybody, which I know I keep saying over and over again. No, that's, and that's exactly the case. You know, that's, that was the part that was the best part. 
You know, it was yeah, was on the air now. Yeah, what? What do you mean? The little thing here. Oh, the on the I, I can just see it now. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was the best part. That was that was a huge factor of getting through the day. But I'm but now for big thing. I mean, I'm not talking about just getting through the day. I mean, I can survive another day. I'm talking about getting the work done and doing the work, getting through the work day. That's the part that's you know you need the motivation from. A lot of times it's not hard to get through the day. Left, it made it impossible for me to almost get through that day. I felt bad about that. Well, not that it wasn't your fault. And remember, I applied. You know, I tried to leave too. That was, but I didn't interview very well. Yeah, or maybe I'm just wasn't what they were looking for. They yeah, exactly. That's all it was. You weren't what they were looking for, and then they hired they hired the wrong person. And it's like, well, we fucking told you, you know, and they, 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 they made a mistake there. Nope. Nope. I interviewed badly. I think I acted like I already had the job when I was interviewing because I, I haven't interviewed for very many jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Because every time I get a job, I seem to like keep it for 20 years. See the interview that I did, I acted like, like you need me. I don't need you. You need me. Do I want to come work for you? Yeah, I do. But I don't have to come work for you because I'm getting by at this place just fine. Even though I'm not happy and I want to go somewhere else, I can I, still... I, I've heard you being interviewed before. You interview well. Have You're you? well-spoken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard you... Uh, um, well, I, I look at it this way. I've had I, one I've interview... heard you discuss things as if you were being interviewed. And I I've know had... you're well-spoken. In the past 20 years, I've had two interviews that went good. Out of, I don't even know how many. So there's that. Well, both were, both were initial job interviews. One at the last company, one at the other company, because there is no other promotions that have occurred other than getting hired in the first place in my last two companies. So in 20 years, I've had two interviews that went good. Well, if I'm able were hired to for basic well or not. support, and then you more or less got promoted out of there over into tech support. Yeah, but I don't even know if that came with an interview. That might have just been like, look, we got nobody else. No, it did. It did? Yeah. So, it did. Same deal. It's like, well, we don't have anybody else, so I guess it goes to you. You know, when even when I um, interviewed for the made-up job of trainer, <laughs> which wasn't officially a job, um, the boss interviewing me gave me pointers along the way of like, Scott, di- didn't you do something uh, on... Uh, uh, I seem to remember you um, actually worked from your house on a weekend to help somebody. You got stuck like, oh yeah, that's right, I did. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and Pat mentioned this before. <laughs> he mentioned- how badly I interview. The person interviewing me has to know all this background stuff. Well, I'm still. too stupid to mention. But that helped you. And like like I said, like Pat's, Pat said, connect, connection, networking, you got to yes. play the game and it's who you know. And that's, that's the truth. It's I mean, It's not a game. It's always and a game. It's no, it's always not. a game. No, no. Come on. It, it's like saying, um, you know, making connections, um, doing voiceover. Trust me, if the people don't like the work that I do in voice, I don't get jobs or um, or work with those people. Well, and that uh, feels like it's um, that, obviously. It, it's not, not a not game. The case. It isn't. You know, it's just like there are some people I just love to work with. And I just get along fine with, and there are other people I disappoint. I I never put the blame on them. 
for whatever reason, I normally just um, take it out on myself because that this is what I do. Yeah. I wasn't uh, yeah. supposed to say that, was I? I could see that. But and you're in that field, yeah, because you're you 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 have to work or it makes everything else look bad. But to get brought on to a position in the first place, I think it still comes down to, you know, there's a lot of who you know and playing the game and all that other stuff. Uh, it's a lot of who you know, but it's not playing the game. It's who you know and you become a reliable person by working with people that you know. You know, people you know that basically say like, you know what, um, do you have any ideas about this? And if they start to see if your insights work without actually doing something, you're more likely to get a nod of like, well, I talked to this person. He seems to know what they're doing in this particular field. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't be. It's not a game. It isn't. Uh, Saying it's a game means that you should not be in that particular position or you shouldn't be talking to those particular people. If they're playing it like it's a game of um, shoots and ladders, corporate speaking, then it's it's a dangerous game. Yeah, but you have to you have to. It's know not the about. most dangerous game because that would involve a, a a shotgun and human game. But yeah, uh, exactly. That, I think yeah. there was an episode of Gilligan's Island too. Yeah, there's been movies, all kinds of movies about that. What's the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. I, no escape, had, uh, I don't know. Can't remember the Condemned. I don't know. Battle Royale. A hundred movies with that premise, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, we should let's probably wrap down up here since I'm getting punchy. <laughs> One of the things I want to mention because I talked to them and I told them I would mention them, um, is there's this line of toys they're called the nine to five warriors. Oh, I, I've seen that, they're so cool. If you go, it's nine to five warriors.com with the numbers nine to five warriors.com. Um, and they've started their own little toy brand of these like, like desk tchotchkes that are action figures. Um, I think they're it's, they have little commercials, you know, um, let me, let me try to find the, what is it? It's like, oh yeah. When you punch out, they come punching in and they're little like you could share. Um, you know what? You're right. I can't cause I'm pretty sure I I've, uh, seen them. And I was like, geez, do I remember seeing those when I was younger? Because they look so famililiar. They are. Um, um, they look familiar. Like, um, what were those food? Like something from the 90s. You those know? food commandos or something like that, they were called. Yeah. Um, and they, they look like that. I had the I had the chicken leg or the turkey leg. And there was a <laughs> burger. Um, I forget what there was. But yeah, but they had that. Um, yeah, let me share the, the tab. Yeah, I, I think they're I think they're so cool. It's a great idea. There it is. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks so familiar. Yeah, so they have their own little commercial and action figure line. So the action figures you have you have the um who are they? There's the water cooler commandos and the break room bandits. <laughs> I saw Major Eraser right away. I'm like, and this guy, this is cool. Lieutenant yeah. Lead. No, I, I, I'm positive I've seen that one before. Brigadier bounce is a rubber band ball. So no, these, see these are new. They're available to buy now at uh, at bigbadtoystore.com. 
Uh, you can pre-order them right now because they uh, they they need a certain amount before they can actually go into production. Um, Tech Sergeant Scotty, who's a roll of tape, um, Scotch tape, get it? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Corporal Can, who's a can of peanuts, with a little headset on, and then you've got Cur- yeah, the break room bandits, Colonel Custard, who's got a he's got a, like a plastic coffee cup lid shield with the donuts. Specialist Sugar, who's like, I guess she's just sugar. She can, you know, morph and stuff like that. Yeah. Melting into a pile of sugar. Number two, which is a a pencil. Uh, (laughs) Commodore Crisps, which actually is a stack of potato chips that breaks Uh, uh, up uh, into multiple chips. A stack of fake potato chips. No, a stack of delicious Pringle-looking potato chips is (laughs) what they are. Sergeant Spore, who's a sandwich with a paper clip, you know. A uh, little cannon. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very creative. It's like they're, you know, trying to, to make their own property. Because, <coughs> like I said, they have a little intro commercial and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, definitely check out 9to5warriors.com. Um, and then you can actually go to the Big Bad Toy Store.com. And if you search for 9to5warriors on there, uh, you can you can pre order the toys that are out there. Uh, there's a comic book too. Yeah, I think it's uh, very, very cool. Very cool idea. And I think we're officially recommending that they find a way to allow us to have inter-office battles between the, uh, you know, one office's um, commandos and the other office's commandos. That should be a multiplayer um, game at some point. Maybe. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, that's why Something go by there. One of those panic buttons you can press. So when the boss comes around, you're just looking at a regular screen of uh, <laughs> like works, you know, spreadsheets and things like. Yeah, well, uh, go buy uh, their, uh, go buy their action figures. <laughs> so that way they can, you know, they can keep the property going. Like I said, they have a comic book out too. Very, very cool, little unique idea. Creative characters. Um, yeah, I love Brigadier Bounces, a rubber band ball. Yeah, very, very cool. Nine to five warriors dot com. Nine to five warriors.com. Gotcha. Very cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, I think we touched on some, some cool stuff, hopefully some insight for some folks. Um, mm-hmm. again, everything we talk about is, you know, comes from life experience, man. We've been doing this cube nerd shit a long time. So, yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm older than you. Here. So I've been doing it for longer than you. Even longer. Yeah. Even, even longer. Yeah. I know. I uh, I didn't have any uh, retail experience. I um, mean, I started I started really? working. In, yeah, I started working in a cubicle when I was eighteen. So when you were seventeen, you didn't have one of those like uh, Burger King jobs or McDonald's. No, or... I did not work in fast food. Wow, I thought that I... was sort of like um, an entryway into society. You weren't allowed to like um, go to I you know, like I worked at a year in high school without flipping a burger or two. Yeah, I nope. did. Nope. I worked at a car dealership. Who again, I had an insight. I knew somebody that worked there. They got, they pretty much created a position for me where I was like the right hand man of all the service reps who, you know, who. How old were you? 17. Oh my gosh. 16, 17. Were you selling? Oh, I interrupted. What were you doing? No, I, I worked in the service department. Um, and there was the three reps, you know, who, when people came in to drop their car for any of their car service, they saw these, these folks 
And I did like the little grunt work. I ran messages back and forth to the guy, you know, the guys in the body shop. Uh, I drove, I drove, I parked cars. I drove cars out front for customers, you know, all that kind of little mini work that they needed somebody to do and run all over the place. That's what I did. And then when I got a job, oh, oh, that's right. Actually, I got a job again because I knew somebody. I was actually working down at a brokerage firm in Manhattan. Once I got, once I graduated from the Chubb Institute, uh, I worked down there. And then the Chubb Institute job placement put me at my last company. Same here. Yeah. So that's how I yeah. got mine. I went, I went to Chubb right out of high school. And uh, yeah. And then the job place, their job placement hooked me up with the company I was with for 12 years. So there you go. I didn't, that's why I didn't have much experience in anything else. No management experience, nothing like that. Only support experience. So how can I be a man? How can I be a manager when I didn't have any management experience? We've well, had plenty of it since not or enough to training. You've had enough, plenty of training since not enough to get me a manager job. That's how it goes. Well, the training itself doesn't get you the job per se. It just makes you more of a good fit when you do get it. The experience on a piece of paper that says I was a manager gets me a manager job. And how can I have that when I was working in the same place since I was 18 years old? Should have quit, worked at McDonald's, worked my way up to manager, then went back, got a management job. Uh, it's not quite how that works. Kind of. Nope, nope. Uh, you have to get a management job in the same type of field. Okay, I could have went to Best Buy and worked at the Geek Squad and became a manager there. No, remember, I went to the same. Uh, I've that's placement. what I've seen now. I've seen that. I went too. to the same placement that you did. I wanted to get out of retail, so I went to the Chubb Institute for a computer specialist. And when I graduated and I went to see their uh specimen, they said, like, Oh, with well, with your background, you'd be great as a manager at Best Buy. And I went, No, you don't get it. Yeah. I want yeah. out of retail. I graduated with my network technician's degree. That was worth about as much as the paper it was printed on. But however, again, can't complain about that because they did get me the job at this place that I was with for 12 years. So I definitely got my money's worth out of it. And since Best Buy is no more, probably just as well. Is Best Buy no more? Well, or was it Circuit City they wanted me to work for? Oh, I don't know. Whichever didn't last Circuit was the City's... one they said I, I should yeah. apply for a job. With. That's that would be Circuit City. Best Buy is still around because again, that's where the Geek Squad is. The okay. Geek Squad is in Best Buy, and if you're a manager of the Geek Squad in Best Buy, you can be a manager at my company. All right, that's how it goes. Yep. 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 That's got it. <laughs> so, all right, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up here. All right. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we definitely touched on some good stuff. So. Go ahead and plug all your stuff, Scotty. Well, I was also going to say that anybody listening to this, if you have um, requests for any other information on burnout and motivation for dealing with uh, symptoms of it, please um, drop some comments. I'll be happy to do any referrals to some of the articles that I found, for instance. And um, uh, otherwise, um, you know, we'll join next time, uh, hopefully, um, yeah. with a topic uh, maybe a little more fun. And a little less drawn out than this one might have been, but uh, yeah, definitely leave a it. comment, ask some questions. Yeah. You know, we're always ready to dish out some some information and any insight that we can. So, anyway, for me, you can find me on uh, my website at mckinleyco.com. That's uh, M C K I N L E Y, spelled the same way you see right here. 
McKinley and then COCO.com. Sort of for McKinley Company. And uh, if not, yeah, I'm on social media. So you'll find me as Scott R. McKinley, voice and narration work on Facebook, also on Instagram and on Twitter under Scott R. McKinley. And um, I'm on TikTok, but I haven't talked anything yet. So um, we'll, we'll take that talk when that comes up, but I don't really have much in the way of a singing voice. So maybe that's just as well. Although maybe you don't need, you don't, that's not even what you use TikTok for anymore. People were like, Oh, I can't use TikTok cause I can't dance. Nobody dances <laughs> on TikTok anymore. It's well, all that's... about that. Like they're almost like video memes. I have a yeah. TikTok and I constantly create little videos with pictures to promote pins and my comic and podcasts and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah, TikTok is a great promotional tool. Yep, and which also, again, brings me back, Mike, to why aren't you working for somebody in that particular field? I'm terrible at it. My stuff is so plain compared to what other people do. Are you kidding? I do, yeah, I do the doing basic. It and there are people who would die to have you do their marketing for them. So we yeah. can save that maybe for the next episode. But I truly believe that you have a knack and you're just looking in the wrong spot. I, I would need more education in that field. There's people that I, you know what? And honestly, I'm not creative in that aspect. People that make videos that with the edits and stuff like that on point. So again, a listener, a please stuff. comment on how much Mike's um, social media, um, everything that he's done here is him. The logo. That I don't, I don't need anybody him. kissing my ass. That ain't the point. No, I'm, <laughs> you're missing the point. You're missing my point which is that you've got a really good knack for marketing. And I think maybe you should be looking in that area. Well, I started to go to college for somebody. I started to go to college for a degree in marketing. Um, and then do marketing for people out. who don't have the time to do. I thought about media. it. Thought about Remember, I, I, I know lots of authors now, and I can tell you that it's, it is hard for them to find the time to do all of this stuff and then keep well, yeah. doing it with something fresh. But a good marketer is, uh, you know, can be a very hard person to find. Well, that's another somebody who knows that you can't just put links into an Instagram post. Well, about being clicky on the linky, being motivated with my own stuff. I've got five Instagram pages myself. So let me plug all my stuff. So yeah, you can. There's pop. You know what you do? Just go to my Instagram. I'm page. trying to follow yours as fast as I can, and I can yeah. barely keep up with you. I'm at Mike Spear Jr. I let three people know that we were doing this tonight. You let everyone know, so I didn't have to. I didn't have to. Well, no, it's it's the more you spread the word, the more you might find one person that that finds it. You know, that's the deal. Pump out as much stuff as possible, because for every ten posts you do, maybe one person will see it and they'll get into it. You know, and I so, didn't do any, but yes, yeah, you, you usually always do. But, so, I try, okay. and I think I was overdoing it a bit, so I'm trying to back off just a little bit. Can never Too overdo long. it. That's the yes. thing too. If you're excited about it, don't be afraid to to toot your own horn and shout it out. Yeah, but if there. you're just doing the same, well, never mind. We'll 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 talk about that offline at some point if you're right. ever available. That's One of the things uh, that our listeners don't know is that the only time we actually get to talk is when we're live on the air. That's yeah, that's the same deal with my business podcast too. Me and Seth, we <laughs> literally we send memes back and forth all week, and then we would talk during the podcast. That's it. But I oh, think our, Seth, I said hi, by the way, please. I will. I think and our the next, next time I want to talk to you, I'll send him a message. Then maybe it'll get to you. Well, we are going to do a fast food. I, I mentioned it to him. Um, and I know that's right up your alley too. 
So one well, of the I, I haven't done fast food much at all in the last. Yeah, well, I want to go through different. I'll have to get back in shape for that. I want to go through different fast food items, and pick out which fast food chain has the best item on their menu out of all. Like who's got the best fries? Who's got the best soda? Blah blah blah. Who's got the best I chicken? I know sandwich. who I used to vote for, but I yeah, I, I guess I'd probably need some. Uh, yeah. um, so I think our next episode should be based on should be marketing yourself. I think that's, that's a very not a bad idea. That's a very good topic because it's something I'm terrible at. So we should do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mar- marketing maybe my I'll stuff. Just bring a mountain of evidence to the contrary. Just no. Ma- marketing my stuff. Yeah. Sure. I can do that just fine. Marketing myself. Oh. Okay. All right. Fair. That's a good challenge. Yeah. That's a little we'll, different. We'll, there, we'll, so. we'll deal with that next time. Or yep. or keep that up. So speaking of marketing myself, uh, like I said, I'm at Mike Spear Jr. on pretty much everything. Um, you can go to my Instagram page, and I've got one of those linkers in my bio. And you can click on that, and it can take you to everything. The Pop Quiz Apparel Etsy shop, the Pop Quiz Apparel Instagram page, the CWL comic Instagram page, CWL on Etsy, which you can get is available right now. Like I said earlier, issue two is all the artwork is just about done. There's only about four more pages left, I think, to be colored, and then I can start lettering it. Then it should be available digitally um, the end of this month or by next month. It depends on how motivated I am. Um, so, <laughs> and how much yeah. time you have. And then as the ticker's been going across the bottom, you can get Cube Nerds merch, Mind Your and Business merch, CWL merch at tpublic.com forward slash stores forward slash spear dash studios. Spear S P E E R. You can get some uh, some Cube Nerds t-shirts, which I think there's a it's a handful floating around for some contest winners on Instagram a long time ago. Yep, and cool. uh, yeah, I think uh, think that should do it. Anything else you want to add? Nope, just that um, I the, the uh, Jack Benny program that I was a part of will be airing at some point this uh, coming week on Project Audion. And, um, I think, uh, maybe we could put a link to that at the end of the video or you or can, yeah, we can do that. Or if you want to go ahead, go into the cube nerds, Facebook group, post it in there. I will do that. Yeah. Post it in yep. there and post it on Facebook and I'll share it. People will share it. Yeah. So all the links for all the cube nerds, social media, uh, information is in the description of the podcast yep. and in the YouTube video. So the link to the Facebook group and, you know, we're at cube underscore nerds on Twitter at cube nerds on Instagram where we are everywhere. So rate, we review, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff that uh, honestly helps motivate us to keep doing it. So, all right. All righty, well, man. We'll say goodbye then. From, uh, from Scotty's Sundowner. What's that? Hmm? I what was that? I'm saying goodbye from Scotty Sundowner. Uh, sundown. No, Ernie and Scotty Sundown. Yep, that's me. Chasing after that title in CWL number one. Yep. All righty, sir. You uh, cowboy hat next time. Yeah, Mike. You take care. You too. All right. We will chat again soon. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks, everybody. All right.